Welcome back to the Emergency Power Podcast. You've made it through another week, so have your memory wiped, forget who you're protecting, wander the galaxy in search of answers, get stuck in a prison system, find an ancient being's magical space hand, plug that into a bug lady, put on some VR goggles, go inside your own mind, fight your past, and charge up <laughs> with us. Did you say find some magic beans? <laughs> What? No, magic beings space hand. There will be oh. no magic beans in this campaign. I wanted some magic beans, man. <laughs> you guys escape the system by planting magic beans and climbing the stock <laughs> up into space. Uh-huh. And then you just walk off. We did find magic rocks. You did. Oh, that's you true. did find magic rocks. Yeah. <laughs> I like that all of that sounded crazy there, Adam. And then the last thing you, sound, you, you said actually sounded like pretty good advice. You know, go into your past, go fight. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, this I'm is right all about your self-actualization. You got to oh. get in there, and you got to unleash your full potential by undoing the things that were done to you but when you five, were. Five E's already self-actualized. Oh, somewhat. Yeah, he's his driving internal goal has been the fact that uh, he lost a protectee, and that's what he was created to do. He wasn't able to fulfill his programming. Like he sought out Scriff because he believes he's one of the minds capable of perfecting that programming since Scriff worked for his creators at one point. Um, he's analyzed the code. It's the best shot. Oh, I don't know that I actually knew that last bit. Oh, yeah. That's why uh, he always goes to Scriff when he's like, um, I kind of want to try to get my memories back. Think you could do anything? Oh. We've teased and, uh, it. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's like it's don't read too much into it. Like It's not like Scriff <laughs> had an active hand in constructing no. 5e. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, it is roughly familiar with yeah, some of the things the that Linux went into OS. those SROs. <laughs> it can the only person task on the management. planet who knows Linux. That is kind of how it feels, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, we're diving right Wait, into that. Yeah, yeah. let's yeah. operate yeah. custom and seeing what's right in there. Into it. We are literally <laughs> inside someone's mind right now, so I think it's time. I think it's time, we're boys. You ready? We're having a battle inside my brain, and my money is on the giant brain. Yes, I have all the powers here. We went from a place that I could do nothing, it was filled with rocks, and now we're in a mind. This will be great. <laughs> in R5E's mind palace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, gosh. Adam, for the for the purposes of our listeners, we talked about a little of this off air, uh, but because this is like a mental space, mm-hmm. how does that work with our gear? I can only imagine that you wouldn't go into a mental situation and just have your landscape be completely different. So Scriff wouldn't show up in his underpants if it's in a dream in which he actually has some part in controlling. If it was just a crazy dream, maybe. Right. But as far as gear, I think you should have everything that was on your sheet. Hmm. Okay. Right. And then and then our consumables, it seems like they won't just disappear if we use them in this uh, plane. <laughs> uh, like you're throwing your like grenades and all these spells inside and then Isbanespa standing outside like, oh god, no, jeez, <laughs> We're not as asleep as we Sleep thought fighting. we were. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, I hope you took Iron Will and Great Fortitude. Uh, <laughs> you come back, the second hand just has giant holes in the inside of it. <laughs> Destroyed oh. it. Scriff would be so upset. <laughs> but then I'd get to fix it up again, so it wouldn't yeah. be all bad. Only yeah, no, it'd be fine. I'll just get right. wrench and hammer and screwdriver to help me. 
Yeah, my goblin posse. Let's goblins. get this started, guys. Let's get this started. I'm, I'm yeah. really hyped right now. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. Okay, so cue the montage of booting up 80s computers with synthwave crackling from Ponza's boombox, jamming on the keys of an old yellowing keyboard that in no way resembles hacking. It's just like... <laughs> and putting on your official Nintendo power gauntlets as we dive both into the mind of NR5E and into the tomes of Emergency Power, Volume 2, Chapter 12. Let's do it. In a forest of burning treetops, cinders blow towards the bloodied moon. Three armored figures stand before you on misplaced and broken furnishings. Blackened smoke pours from where their skulls ought to be with this sickly sweet smell of burning flesh. They turn towards you in perfect unison as you burst into this clearing and they draw their weapons. All of you hear inside your heads the voice of Isvin Espa. I'm working to assimilate data, but I'm running into resistance. There's tripwires deep inside your coding to keep you from recreating what happened. I'm doing what I can on this side. Do what you can there to clear the path. All right. And if I recall correctly, you guys rolled for initiative last time. Yep. 5e triggers just commonly consists affirmative. Okay. okay. What's everyone's initiative? 12. 11 for 5e. And 10. 12, 11, 10. It's a countdown towards awesome. Okay. <laughs> or something. So <laughs> the first thing that happens is one of these creatures actually rolled a 13. So it's 13, 12, 11, 10. <laughs> wow. At, yeah, Figures. that's its name right there. Mm -hmm. Anyone else want to comment on that? <laughs> Adam named this goblin on our tabletop uh, buff-ass space goblin. Yep. <laughs> is it just his ass that's buff, or is he just so buff that he's buff-ass? Well, there's actually there's a question mark at the end of it, so it's like buff-ass space goblin? 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 Maybe like... something else. All right, the goblin runs straight forward at UNR5E, the smoke pouring does. out of its face. Well, you're right there, so might as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And let's see, does a 17 versus KAC hit you? Sadly, yes. Okay, damage time coming your way. That's ooh, 10 damage, bringing it right down on you. Okay, moving on, that's the end of their turn. We got one more before you guys who rolled a 12. Actually, what's your dexterity there, Pause. You know, actually, no, never mind. Yeah. This is, <laughs> yeah. I don't not, even know why I asked. Not very but, good. Hey, he's, got a, he's got some dex. Oh, I do. Fair I actually enough. have a plus two now. Oh, that, that happened. Okay. Uh, yeah, sadly, still going to go before you. Okay, they pull up fine. this rifle, and they're going to shoot on you. Yeah, so this looks like one of the uh, Gurgatal that we fought way yeah. early in season Gurgitol one. Gurgitol fighter? Mm -hmm. Yeah. All of Does all a... of the uh, creatures have question marks after their name. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well I know they... they were described as shifting shape constantly, but they yeah. were always flashes of things from our past. Exactly. Okay, does a 19 EAC hit you? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> Coming down hard on you guys for a big bad two damage. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> 
That's oh. fire damage in case it matters. <laughs> right, Bonds? So. It's your turn. What's your reply? All right, so uh, let's see. At least one of the enemies have a ranged weapon. What does that other guy look like? What does he It have? looks like Victor. Yeah, yeah. It's even got his name on it. He's got a, a gun, or does he have like a <laughs> melee weapon? What's he got on him? Uh, Symbol of like Triune. Has some sort. Yeah. Symbol of Triune. It's like <laughs> the power of Triune compels you. Yeah. For no. those who don't remember, Victor is the uh, the priest that we met at the yeah. Church of Triune back in Io. The one he that is. is he's here, here now, trying to beat us up. <laughs> uh huh. Uh, yeah. It's pretty easy to notice what that one's going on because they're holding this big two-handed gun. Oh. Okay. I thought it was right. going to be like an Eldritch Blast, like firing from the, the symbol of Triune, just like a big digital. I mean, we're, we're in a the mind of an SRO, so it could totally be like a, a digital blast coming from a symbol of Triune. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't have put That's it past true. you. But this this isn't actually Victor. So <laughs> like right. you can step to know. Victor in the real world and see what happens. It looks like him. No, I kind of want to try out one of my new guns here, actually. Yeah, what you got? So let's go ahead. Um, I don't want to use a lightning pistol because I'll definitely hit NR5E as well. So I'll go with the membrane holdout pistol, which is a flame attack. Pretty good Ooh. range. But I, I want to target the goblin and see if we can't get him off of NR5E. So okay. let me see. What is my roll here? It's going to be a 26. Wow. Oh, nice. Oh. I, there's no way I can even pretend that wouldn't hit. No, nah, it's a uh, eight damage on there too. Hot. Not bad. Oh. And then okay, I'm gonna now float someone's up. dropping the heat. Yeah. Pawn's war brain. <laughs> I can finally do other <laughs> damage. Yes. And then I'm gonna float nice. up 15 feet. <laughs> okay. Nice. Very good. Just fly straight up into the air. Okay. And that's everything you're gonna do, correct? Yeah. That'll be it. Okay. Next in R5E, you're up. Alright. 5e is going to take advantage of mobility to pop out a bit. Interesting. So you're just gonna ignore this goblin here. No. It's incredible. Not at all. I should say I, I should say that's the first part of a trick attack. Okay. Um, but you get an AOO there against yeah. you you get to um Oh no, I'm sorry. The the trick attack AOO prevention is only against the attack itself, not the movement. My bad. Continue. Oh, hold on. I'm going to have to pull out the cards. Is it good or bad? I'm going to say... From that reaction. It's, Man. It's Adam, so I'm going to say bad. Okay, so you're not 20 in a... <laughs> I'm going to say are, nat 1. You are so? always correct about that, Jeff. Does he have to confirm? He does have to confirm to see if the cards happen. So I'm going to roll again and see if this attack would have hit, which... With your mobility, what do, what does he have to hit? Uh, on KAC, a 21. Dang. Then he fails. Yeah. Ha-ha! <laughs> yes! Awesome. First time. Good talk. Okay. But he's, he still gets damage, even though his second roll was a failure, right? He crit um, failed. No, crit fail. So something really bad happens to him. It Ooh. was to confirm whether he gets a card or not. Yeah. Oh. Let me see what we got here. None of them are extremes. So I'm going to read off the two that can potentially happen, and I'm going to let you guys choose. Ooh. Okay. I like that's, it. that's more fun. Sure. Okay. 
So one is move two steps down the strength poison track for 1d4 minutes. The other is you take 1d4 bludgeoning damage per your weapon's item level. So it's mm. either flat damage or reduce their stats. He is a melee-based character. Yep. I like the idea of the stat reduction, but I'll cede to whatever you two want to do. Hey, he was attacking you. I'm all for going with whatever you like. Yeah, stat reduction is good to me. All right. Yeah, let's okay. uh, let's bump him down the track. That's got to be at least a minus one to the important stuff. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And that is for two minutes. Combat's going to be over <laughs> so long before this is over. 20, 20 rounds? Here's hoping. Huh. <laughs> um, oh, and I actually, I, just have to, I actually have to shoot him. Which uh, which track did he go down? That was the strength poison track, and that was two steps. Okay, let me tell you what that does. Please do, as I'm sure he gets shot by NR5. Okay, so he's now impaired. Uh, so he takes a minus two penalty to uh, ability checks, attack rolls, damage rolls, skill checks, the DCs of any spills or special abilities. <laughs> yes! Uh, and and he gains the overburdened uh, condition. Oh, and then he takes the we you you also take the penalties of the step before, so it's actually a minus four. <laughs> what? To <laughs> all of those things. <laughs> so he's wow. overburdened, he's and he screwed. takes a minus four to basically everything. Okay, that's well. Clearly, his programming is inferior. <laughs> This is what you get for being inside my mind. I'm sorry you're a lesser being that I'm trying to flush from my memory banks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, did you hit with that trick attack? Oh, God's yes with the 23. I think we're good there. Ooh, okay. Um, I feel confident about a 23. You know, correct me if I'm wrong. That's okay. a CR3 or higher, right? Yeah, did you roll your actual trick attack, not the just attack? Oh, was that the attack? Because that looks like an attack roll. Thought it was. Hang you got to do uh, your skill check, right, for the trick attack. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, you got to do your sense motive. I think it was for you. Mm. Yeah. There, let me have mercy. Yeah, sense motive twenty six. All right. Okay, that'll do. All right, and then a twenty three to hit. Yup. <laughs> I want to see that increased damage. Uh, that's twenty six damage. <laughs> All right. Oh, okay, twenty six damage. You turn around shoot this thing and you smoke this guy quite literally <laughs> they burst into smoke how much damage 26 26 damage yeah oh level five operatives God. are gonna be really bad if they trick attack you <laughs> oh my really God. super bad plus flat damage oh yeah holy Scruff. cow i think that's up to you my friend I was like, oh, I'm going to be all badass. No, 5e just stole the show. Uh, okay. to find out. Yeah. Uh, well, unfortunately, my movement is not as good. What is my movement now in this power armor? Uh, 25 feet. Mm. So I don't know if I can reach anybody in this turn. You know, maybe I can charge. Ooh. I think... Charge lets me attack, right? I just take some penalties. Yeah, yeah you get uh, an attack. Bear at the with end me of it. while I look it up. That's not a um, full action that I think we've used yet. Maybe once early on. It is a full action, but I haven't yeah. done anything yet. 
Uh, it lets me move double my speed and make a melee attack. Mm -hmm. In a straight but line. I take, there you go. Yeah. I take a minus two on the attack roll and a minus two to my AC. Okay. So Scriff is going to do a charge on Victor. So <laughs> whoa, just this big power armor. Boom, boom, boom. Go boom, Mecha Mouse. Boom. Comes in and does this leaping bite with the power armor mechanical teeth. Power chomp. Power chomp. And that's going to be a 13 against KAC. Ooh, 13 KAC. Not quite going to do it. Okay. So that was a full turn action. So that's done there. Wow, so there's a giant hulking thing right in front of this not Victor. <laughs> okay, um, they're gonna Three take a step there. back and try to shoot at you. Do you have reach? No. Uh, you oh, lucked out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am yet. a 10 foot, yeah, I have 10 foot square size, but uh, only five foot reach. Okay, they pull up this massive cannon, aim it at you, and you just cross your arms in front of you, and the laser bounces out and splays in different directions. Awesome. That does literally nothing to you. Even okay. in your brain, my armor is superior. <laughs> the ray shielding you instructed me to install appears to be functioning properly. Okay, everyone roll perception for me. Okay. Perception. Perception checks, please. 25. 25. Uh, 12. 29. Okay. NR5E, you don't see this happen, but the rest of you do. You notice that the black smoke from that thing that you killed already, it didn't just dissipate into the air. It actually kind of stayed where it was and it's kind of coagulated back together as it moves over right next to NR5V, and it reforms into like a much more bestial looking humanoid creature made out of smoke. Oh. And it reappears right next to 5E again. And instead of attacking with weapons, it comes in with two vicious looking claws, so it's going to do a double attack on you. Yikes. Uh-oh. Hopefully we just have to kill them twice, and there's not like a puzzle going on here, too. There might be. Okay, that's... 13, I imagine, is not going to do it. No. And then how about 15? These are KAC. Also no. Okay, so this thing comes, slashes in on you, and you just dodge out of the way. All right, time for this Gurgatal fighter. Mmm... Uh, there's a giant mech robot right in front of him, so... That's right, there is. <laughs> I'm gonna take a shot on that. You could try. Uh, does EAC-20 hit you? No. EAC-20 doesn't you hit you? You missed. Oh, EAC, EAC is 20. Because, <laughs> oh, oh, it is 20. Because I charged. Uh, yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> Just to clarify, it's because I charged. Oh, Otherwise, you would have missed. Awesome. That's 
I think that's more horrible than awesome, but you know, okay. <laughs> All right, that's eight fire damage. While you're blocking a laser from the front, fire comes in and burns you from the side. And I take seven. Oh, you got flame resistance? I've got, DR, I've got energy resistance one to any ranged attack. Oh Every my gosh, you guys helps. are crazy now. Okay, pawns, you're up. Yeah, I'm gonna, uh, let's see, one, two, I can reach Griff. Yeah, I'm gonna go over and I'm gonna cast a spell on Scriff. It's gonna give him oh, okay. DR5. Oh, what? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm gonna have to nat twenty to hit people, <laughs> and even if I Mecha do, it's mouse. not gonna do anything. Yeah. So. Oh my god! I'm yeah. so happy. This is great. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then if you get hit by a melee attack, they will take five damage. Oh, it looks like so it's like thorns attack. Dude. Oh my gosh. Yes. What spell is this? It's a Defrex Hardiness. Amazing. That's awesome. Yep, that, that's that's going to be Anything the else end of my turn. turn. No, that'll be it. And I can actually touch him from up here, so that's kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, you can just reach down. Because <laughs> I'm and 10 touch feet the tall. Top of his armor. Yeah. Yes. Okay, uh, 5e, you are up. Okay. Uh, we got to take care of this opposition directly next to us. Um, you know what? Take another op attack. Okay. We'll absolutely take that shot at you. Does a 21 hit you? Yes, it does. Okay. Game lost. That is going to be for eight slashing damage. Eight slashing. Noted. Ow. What else you got for me? Basically the same thing as last round. Okay, roll them up. Uh, 31 cents motive. Okay. My amp sting pistol with a 12. But that Ooh. is against flat footed. That's true, but still. Still too uh, low. Yeah. Oh well. Okay. Scriff dovetail. All right. Scriff regains their balance from charging at fake Victor. Gonna move up five feet and take a bite out of this Garagatal fighter. So that's gonna be a no natural one. Ooh. Oh no. Oh no. Now okay. you have to roll again. Yep. Roll I have again, to roll please. to confirm a 15 against KAC on the second roll. Oh, I'm so sorry, my friend. 15 I'm is so a fail. 15 is Some a fail. See that guy's oh got. My oh my no. gosh. Oh no. Okay, and you're doing a it's a piercing attack. Okay. A See, rough start script. <laughs> okay. So, this one I had to choose because it was just it felt fitting. Um you take half weapon damage and move one step down the strength poison track until healed. Oh! <laughs> oh! Wait, uh, That's can I heal him? Okay, here's a question. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because my strength does not come from the strength of myself, it comes from the strength of my armor. Ooh. But does it not factor in at all anymore? 
It does, my ar my strength is replaced by the power armor. So you'd have to hop out then here. Then take half weapon damage. <laughs> okay. Nice. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I will roll. Ouch. Uh, <laughs> I take seven piercing damage. Ooh. That was half. <laughs> that was half. Ow. Oh, but I have DR5, so I take two. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And then I take all planned. Oh the Def the, the uh hardiness like can't I can't. We're gonna have like a ping pong effect if I apply <laughs> that to myself. So keeps, I don't think it actually does keeps anything. It's damaging you, and then you reduce it to zero, and yeah. then it damages you, well, and it, you reduce it, it to it zero. It damages me, but it damages me the amount that I reduce. So yeah, so it doesn't do anything. So I take okay. two. Yeah. Okay. That's funny uh, is to that think all about. You can do? That's all I can do. Okay. Not Victor is going to take a shot at pawns. I'm too squishy. Don't do it. Stop casting wonderful spells on people. That's a 20 to hit. Yeah, that hits. Okay. But this is a two-handed cannon, so that's going to be 15 damage. Oh, a cannon? All right. Yeah. Maybe I should target Victor. Well, I got to hit something first. Can, uh, I can probably take him out here in one round, depending on what his health is compared to the goblin. Depending on what it is, it's just gonna okay. like coalesce back into a shadow figure thing. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. And speaking of shadow figure thing, that one's moving right back on in our five E, because why not? Yep. Comes in for an attack. That's a critical. So I will roll to see what kind of critical really? see if the second one would hit you. Man, it's going to be and that kind of night. it does not get a card. Okay. Just so hits me for a lot of damage. Regular yeah. double damage. Okay, that's going to be 14 damage. So bring it Yikes. in. One way or the other, this combat is going to go real fast. <laughs> Well, when you guys hit, you hit like trucks. It's yeah, just we found some unfortunate like luck. Okay, that's that guy. Moving on. Five foot step. This Gurgatol fighter is going to step back and shoot at Scriff again because you're large and in charge. <laughs> and you said now a 21 EAC doesn't hit, right? I got an EAC of 22, baby. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Very nice. Well, that's that. Pawns. So I don't like that cannon. Uh, I'm going to brain blast him with the Oleron's mental shell, the stone that we got from them underwater. Ooh. And that's going to raise the DC by four and then also double the damage. Uh, oh. I think it just flat doubles the damage. So I hopefully hope, he fails. I just hope that you doing mental attacks on things inside of 5e's brain doesn't, <laughs> doesn't hurt 5e. <laughs> I'm sure it's going to be perfectly fine. fine. This won't be what okay. turns him into a murder bot. Let's see, a will save, I'm guessing, so... Ah, oh, that's a total of a three to save. I'm sorry, <laughs> no, a six to save. I didn't add the bonus. That was a six total, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, you know what the, the DC was on that, though? What's the DC? With the stone, that was a 21. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my... And you do double damage? Yeah. Oh, see my God. Holy crud. <laughs> Wait, what was that? 
Uh, did you like max damage me or what? I don't know because I haven't rolled this at level two yet. <laughs> level there two some... mind thrust does a. It's yeah. a ton. Okay, so with that damage being doubled, I rolled it twice and I mm -hmm. almost max damage on the first roll. <laughs> oh, yeah. The total there is going to be 44 psychic oh damage. Oh my god! Oh, cakes and pies, cakes and pies. Oh my god, okay. I think that sets a new record. I thought I was supposed to be... I thought I was going to be like the powerhouse getting my powered armor, but no, I am the small mouse still. <laughs> yeah, I don't know kidding? what happened in this level truck. and last. I, I'm a truck, but I can't hit like a truck. I just take hits like a truck. Uh, I'm liking having a tank, though. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of so, nice. So you blow this thing's mind, and it like this, it doesn't turn into smoke and stay there. You just blow it across the <laughs> battlefield. <laughs> that thing is gone. Forty blasts. Done. Level five. So much for Victor, if that's even his real name, question mark. <laughs> oh, uh, Jesus. Okay, uh, is there anything else you're going to be doing on this turn there, Pons? I, I I, don't know what just happened. I've never felt that before. <laughs> wow. Ultimate power! No, I'm good. I'm happy with that. I guess I'll what go float above. What did you just do? Okay. I, I, just, I just pressed the the brain button thing again and it, oh my gosh how did that happen okay nr5e uh, there's one less on the battlefield you're up but well that's good to know um yeah i'll just trick attack the guy next to me with a baton hit there's no point in uh no point in moving away and letting him get a free shot here okay so since motive is 29 that'll do it and uh, 18. That'll Casey. do it. All right. Have 24 damage. <laughs> oh Gosh, my you god. Guys. Okay. This thing came up. It punched you a few more times than you were expecting, and then you just mm -hmm. wail on it with this baton. Yep. And, just <laughs> and this. Your this programming is obsolete. <laughs> oh my god. Pivey okay. is dead. You can stop. <laughs> All right, and then I'll turn to then I'll turn to look at this dude. Does he just run away in fear? Both of his nope. other guys got <laughs> just massacred. Okay, they absolutely did. You're up, Scrap. Uh, I'm gonna move up, and I'm gonna go for a chomp again, and I'm gonna hope that I don't get another natural one. I got a twenty against KAC. That will hit. Uh -huh. All right. Okay, and you're gonna take eighteen piercing damage. <sighs> Man, you guys hit hard. I'm gonna have to yeah. start upping some CRs around here. Yeah, that was max damage for me. I can't go into the 30s like you guys. <laughs> yeah, you bite into this thing, and now it has this giant smoking gash in it. It's still up, but it doesn't look good. Okay, <laughs> takes a step back. You're not sure if it's in fear or not, and it's gonna shoot at you again because. It's gotta do what's gotta do, and that's a miss. Moving on, pawns. <laughs> oh, I want to try out this pistol. Hold on. <laughs> this yes, you do. <laughs> this is this is one of those like shooting training simulators. Yeah. 
So Pons pulls out the lightning pistol, and uh, I'm gonna just aim it kind of downwards at this guy's head, and it's gonna shoot a lightning bolt out. Let's see. Okay. What that is going to do though? Just casual lightning bolt. No need to worry. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's fine. And I was a natural twenty. Oh! <laughs> um. Oh. So I feel like that one had a crit effect, but I don't think it's gonna matter. Uh, real damage. Yeah, give me another roll, real quick. No um, way. Yeah. Yeah, that was another Sorry. natural 20. <laughs> I probably shouldn't say it because uh, you're supposed to say it first, but it that's was okay. revealed. And that's another natural 20. Wow, I don't think I've ever done that, ever. Oh, huh. this is so great. It doesn't have a crit effect, by the no, way. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah, I just looked at it. <laughs> All right, you know what? Either way, I'm happy with that. Just for this one time, because it's the first time it's happening, I'm going to draw three cards, and hmm. you're going to get to pick which one you want. Okay. Let me know. Okay, so let's see. Any extreme lightning? Uh, yes, actually, there is an extreme electricity. I'll read that one as well. Okay, so you can either knock them prone in half their speed. You can make it so they take a negative four when attacking creatures other than you for a round. Uh, you can have the target move from its square. Uh, they can't move from that square for one round or like the extreme electricity is the target takes negative two penalty to strength and dex based skill checks until healed yeah i i actually like that he can't move because i want to imagine that i just shot okay. him with a lightning bolt he's like stunned for a second <laughs> and he's just like <laughs> yes i'll take that and that was gonna be Assuming a total he doesn't of die yeah of nine damage there just nine nine damage okay yeah. You see this thing get hit by electricity, it's and then it bursts into smoke. But because you guys know what to look for, you see that the smoke is in fact still floating right there. Okay. Yeah, that'll be okay. it. Okay. NR5E, you are up. Um, I am taking a moment to look around the area and see if there's anything of note I should be perceiving because I'm worried about these things reforming. Okay, go ahead. Um, perception. 19 perception. Okay. As far as you can tell, it doesn't look like there's any other smoke moving in from the horizons or anything. You only see this one thing of smoke and, you know, just burning trees. So it doesn't seem like there's other, like, enemies approaching or anything like mm -hmm. that. Okay. Um, I just turn to the other two and, and say, be on guard. Those things could come back. And I want to walk over and start checking the rubble here. Yeah. Uh, so you walk over and you look down at this broken bed. And it seems so familiar to you. Like You can't quite put your finger on it yet, but you know you've seen this bed before. And you've seen it when it wasn't destroyed. Uh, Griff, you doing anything? Uh, yeah, I'm going to... I'm gonna move up to the smoke, mm -hmm. and I'm just gonna like try and wave my arms around and <laughs> and dissipate it. I don't know. I don't know if I can attack smoke. <laughs> I don't know either. That's a weird one. Okay, so you you just try to dissipate it. Yeah. Okay. Here's what we'll do. As it comes around to this thing's turn, it does start trying to come back together, and you're like. 
waving your arms <laughs> nope. in it. Nope. So nope. here's what's gonna happen. <laughs> it's gonna reform, but I'm going to make it flat-footed because you messed with it so much that it's like off a bit. Okay. So it does come back into one of those shadowy figures again. But yeah, it is now flat-footed against you guys. And it's going to try to claw at you, Scriff, because you're right there two times. Ooh, two times. Yeah, right, two times. Right, can't, because it can't move. Yeah, it can't move, and these things seem to want to do melee attacks now. And a 20 doesn't get you, and neither no. does a 12. Are those so. EAC? No. <laughs> those are KAC, my man. KAC is even worse. Okay, so Pawns, you're up. This thing is flat-footed, and it's flailing, trying to attack, but it's stuck where it is. Mm, I feel like we should put some water on it or put out these fires or something. Um, hmm. Is he, is he just, like, literally smoke, or is he... Yeah, it's like a smoky figure. Got it. Okay. Uh, I don't really have anything else that I need to try out on him. So I will go you ahead. You do know that the other two have been blown away by sheer damage. So. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll just go ahead and hit him with uh, the pistol, though. My flame flame pistol. Okay. Let's see. Oh, that's a frag grenade. You know, that would have been <laughs> handy just earlier. Just lob one right next to Scriff. <laughs> uh, 17 to hit. 17 now it will hit yes okay good and that's just six damage there okay you shoot a hole in it and it's got this gaseous hole it it's hanging on by like a little bit of its side and there's just this big hole right in the center and it's still trying so desperately to claw at scriff excellent <laughs> you're up but it can't <laughs> can't bust through this armor so that one with the death token on it is active again, just to be clear? Yes. All right. Yeah, I'm going to level my steam pistol and try to trick it. Trick, trick, tricky. Sense motive, probably not going to do with a 21. I'm sure he's higher than CR2. So have a little zip of acid instead. 24. Okay. Seven damage. Okay, you shoot this thing with the acid, and then it's like, no, my melting. <laughs> and you just melt this thing and then it's it bursts into smoke it's like i just burned through my stamina so fast that round that's crazy yeah they were hitting back pretty hard too so as the last of these creatures unleash its its ghastly howl melting the whole room behind begins to disintegrate into smoke. All of the trees, everything just start. It swirls into your vision and rises up into the sky. Left behind is a room with glistening metal walls. The destroyed furniture from the field has been transposed into this ostentatious boudoir. A strong waft of perfume rushes to your senses, met only by the distinct metallic smell of blood. Three soldiers, heavily armored, stand guard over three well-dressed civilians, huddled down in the room's far corner. One of the civilians, a frightened middle-aged woman, 
wraps her arms around the head of a lanky figure, clearly trying to protect them with her body. Another one of them, a purple-skinned android, kneels, arms splayed out, trying to negotiate for his family's freedom. Neon blue blood gushes from a gunshot wound on their thigh. Suddenly, door opens and the spectral 5e you guys encountered earlier rushes into the scene and starts trying to disable these assailants. The fight is pretty brief as one of the troopers slams a small data jack into the back of 5e while he's breaking the arm of one of the soldiers. A hacking program dives through the SRO systems and starts tearing out very select data. This 5e convulses violently before his LED eyes shift from red to a dull green and he comes to this complete standstill. The soldiers turn back to the helpless civilians as the door to the room opens once more. In the doorway is a blackened tree with branches still ablaze. It slowly begins to shift and morph. The flames draw in until they are this fiery shock of curled hair. The scorched bark snaps and reshapes itself into a suit as black as the void of space and tree branches pull in until they are these two wine-colored horns. 5e, you don't recognize this towering figure as they duck their head under the doorframe, but someone in the party does. Oh my god! What? Well, I have got to say, gentlemen, well done. That was about as clean as a whistle. Amazing just what credits in the right hand will get you. Coordinates to a secret asteroid bunker. Key codes to this hangar. Even a little program that'll shut down a particularly formidable robot. This absolutely massive tiefling places one hand on the spectral 5E's shoulder, smiles, and then adjusts the cufflinks on their crypt black suits. Well, it sure has come down to this, hasn't it? I found you a wonderful, special youngin to be your very own since <laughs> y'all can't have any, obviously. For a very reasonable price, I might add. And now, just look at us. Tried to renege on a little matter of payment. Bought yourself a fancy SRO unit and ran off to this rich slice of paradise. The woman screams up at this tiefling about how he kept raising the price and demanding more even after they would pay. And the tiefling puts his hand on his chest in like mock indignation, like, oh, oh, how dare you? My dear lady, you were paying for happy years together. Happy years you did have. Just yonder of a decade, good years. But seems 
our relationship must now be concluded. As he goes to finish this sentence, in a quick movement, the android dashes forward, blood splurting out of their leg, and their hand moves out of the way to reveal this hidden blade inside their arm. Whoa. They dive forward and slash into this tiefling's immaculate suit. They both stand there for a moment as they look down at the knife which is cut through the jacket's outer layer and stuck into a protective lining. Oh! The tiefling, his face twitches for a second before his composure completely breaks. He grabs the android and rips one of the arms fully off and then seizes the android, lifts them bodily up and then slams them into the ground and then just starts dropping dozens of hammer fists down on this guy. It's sending shock waves of vibration through the floor as he slams into them and after a few seconds of this, Tiefling stands up, just splattered in this blue blood, and slicks some loosened hair back into place. He turns back to the soldiers. I have gone and lost my appetite for second chances. Take my Ronnie here, this, the a Nasanoi to my ship and take this piece of machinery somewhere I ain't never gonna see it again. I don't care where. <sighs> Goodbye, Miss Curtin. He leaves the room and this so-named Miss Curtin is dragged from the youthful, lanky figure that is curled into a ball, kicking and cussing at the tiefling the soldiers unceremoniously just poof, gun her down and drag the now shaking but unresisting Anasinoi towards the door. A soldier comes up to the unmoving 5e and starts fiddling with them. A patch on the shoulder shows an upside down pitchfork and that's the last thing that 5e saw at this time before it shuts down completely. And as that 5e shuts down, so too does this whole projection as you're all brought back into reality. Bravo. Yeah. Bravo. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> my, I, my jaw is dropped right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I can't believe you did that, Adam. That's a really, really, that's really good storytelling, Adam. That's so Thank cool. Thank you very much. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> I, I don't even know how to follow that. I don't know either. That was, I was like, <laughs> how did he do that? <laughs> you, rem you remember that, oh that my character goodness. has been in the show already. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I knew who it was as soon as he started describing it. Yeah. Like, I was oh. like, oh, sh it's that guy. Oh. Bon's got to see this, right? Everybody got to see this. Oh man, I think that's my first like interaction with him. Oh man, I've been waiting to do that scene for like four weeks now. You <laughs> bastard! That was crazy. That was like, that's awesome. I you saw... bastard! It was, uh, was like too well done that I was like, you just keep going. 
I'll just keep listening. <laughs> Pause doesn't know what the heck just happened. <laughs> That's why you gotta have a conversation, because one of you know who's who the fuck that is, more or less. Yeah, oh, he doesn't even know. Oh. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can just start off with me booting back up and more or less saying that because that's what I was going to do. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Do you guys yeah, want a picture of this thing? thing? Yeah. Yeah. Throw it out there. <laughs> yeah. They've got like an upside down Dorito head, three eyes, two mouths, three fingers. Like they're a really interesting looking race. Yeah. Got you. And that was the juvenile that was in the care of the, the couple? Correct. Okay, because it was an android and a human, is that correct? The parents? Right. All right. They couldn't have their own, and what you're gathering from context clues of what that guy said is they wanted a kid, but they couldn't have their own. So yeah. he found them one. Found them one. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. That's really, really cool. Looks like a, uh, what is it, a, a coyote skull? It does, of. yeah. Mm -hmm. A little yeah. bit, kind of like a well, yeah, dog with the ears. I'm trying to baby Yoda this a little bit in my head. <laughs> I know he's not that young. But... Yeah, yeah, he's he's the way I picture this, and I, I think it's a he, but I'll have to read my notes about that. Uh, they, I will put for now, they're like not baby Yoda, but they're not full adult. They're just kind of in like that adolescent age. Mm -hmm. They're just tall. <laughs> they're tall for their age. Just go full Wesley Crusher. <laughs> I'm still in a little bit of shock. Right yeah, I, that took a while to recover from Adam <laughs> to feel like I could actually respond <laughs> Holy to it. Crap. So I was like, well, I can't, I can't match that just out of nowhere. So how do I? <laughs> oh, fuck, man. I think I'm ready now, though. Uh, even from like another star system, that guy is still with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And you've seen to what lengths he will go to continue to f with you if you yeah. don't pay him. Yeah. Jesus Christ. This bad dude. So, you guys wake up slowly from this dream. You feel really groggy for a minute because your mind was just in a completely different place and now it's been brought back to this reality. You start to pull off the headgear and unplug yourself, Ivy. And everyone just kind of sits up and looks around at each other. Well, I now know the species of my protective assignment. But I know no more about the person who took them than I did before. I do. Elaborate. Uh, Scriff, like holds his head with his hand his jaw agape just confusion in his eyes as he's trying to piece this together like what could possibly be the connection he's a broker of sorts to call him a loan shark would be too crude I never got his name but I know the man he's the same one who gave me funds to build my armor the first time I tried to build the armor he's a dangerous and powerful man 
You have had dealings with this being. Do you know where to find him? That's the thing. He finds you. He always finds you. Not always. Isbin also is sitting up after being in the VR with you guys. She's also a bit surprised at this. You know, she wasn't directly in it like you guys, but you get the sense she kind of got like an overview of what was going on. And she says, Well, you may not know where he is or who he is, but it sounds like he may just come to you. No, no, we don't. We need to get out of here. We need to we need to get off this planet. We need to get back to Pack Worlds. It, if he's after us, it's already too late. I I need to go. It's you can see Scriff like breathing heavily, like on the verge of a panic attack from seeing this person. I I need to Nima and 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 Teb and Glitch. They they're all in danger. Scriff. He, he, he doesn't just go after you. He goes after your family. You saw it. He did the same to you already. He's going to do the same to my family. Then let's make sure that he comes after us and not after them. <sighs> You're right. You're right. If he is already on your trail, this could present an opportunity to lay a trap. I don't even know how he would get here we don't even know how we got here but you make a good point the the theatrics of going after my family wouldn't have any meaning unless i was there well i don't want to be here any longer than anyone else so she stands up a little bit kind of shaky i there's gotta be a way out of here. I, I'm going to, I'm gonna go think and maybe talk to Victor. He's got like a weird calming presence. So I'm gonna, I'm, and she just kind of trails off, like gives, gives a little like half-hearted wave. Like she seems to be kind of out of it at the moment. Are you okay? You sure yeah, you don't need yeah. to rest? I'll be fine. She puts her hand on the doorway. I'll be, I'll be fine. I'm just gonna go have a drink or something. I'll join you. What was the, um, the people that have prisoners that we were planning on rescuing here shortly? The Cylan? The Cylan. Hmm. Isbin gets up, goes to walk away, and then you hear from the hallway, Oh, uh, sorry, was it not um, sorry, hold on, sorry, excuse me, sorry. And, like, walks by as Vanespa and comes over to the doorway. And, uh, he, he looks a little abashed, and he's like, uh, what was this? Sorry, he, he think, uh, things kind of heavy in here. Everything, everything okay? You guys all have this, like, look of death on your face. <laughs> um. We are currently processing new data. You would be welcome to come and discuss it with us. Okay. Uh, 
Uh, Uzi looks back at the corridor. Um, so he kind of sits down on the a seat near Scriff because Scriff looks the worst. Scriff is like currently trying to craft a uh, a drink out of <laughs> UPBs, UPBs. <laughs> but but is too like too distraught to do it and it's like his yeah. little shaky mouse hands <laughs> <laughs> uh, do, do you want Uzi to help Was it Uzi? <laughs> he like tries to tries to help you out just make it strong okay yeah Uzi fine make, okay <laughs> so you guys kind of tell Uzi about what happened. So we're not certain that this guy is actually in pursuit of us, right? There was no information that was given that would tell us that specifically, but we are now aware that there's a connection between both NR5E and, and Scriff in a person that could come after them, potentially. Oh, he's after us. He doesn't just let debts go uncollected. Um... Well, it doesn't want to make this worse sounding, but do you think big fiery man would try to get money from Scriff's family? He would, but I think part of his game is the theatrics of it. He doesn't do it just for profit. I think he gets enjoyment out of it. He wants the audience. Mm. Sounds like what have made a fantastic Mega Chief. Thinking back about the last Mega Chief that you guys murdered. The behavior this individual exhibited in the memory flashback does appear to border on histrionic personality disorder. Pashang Sabakawala. He should just go back to hell where he came from. I've been thinking on this the ship the Cylan have given your knowledge do you think it would be possible to create a drift drive or a way of traversing it out of the parts of that ship I think we have a drift drive yeah the the problem is we can't escape the gravity of this planet with the current speed of our ship or without some so way we just need I, to straight up level it it, it might be a matter of we can just try and brute force it through with more speed. Mm-hmm. It could be that there's a way to get around that, like with maybe yeah. there's some kind of access codes. We don't quite know. Okay. Well, you can count, you can count what I just said. What I'm trying to figure out is how, how do we link information we just gathered to our next direction that we're trying to go, or do we need to shift directions? Because I'm, I'm feeling like how it should go if things were to make sense, is, well, we're still going to board that Cylan ship. And if that's the case, what what intention is that, you know, what what is that going to give us? Is that going to give us a way out? Is that going to allow us to communicate differently? I, I have two hopes uh, for us going to the Cylan's prison barge. One, perhaps they have codes and don't realize it because of their lack of knowledge of the drift. Two, we know that somewhere in this system, perhaps on this planet, is a 
prisoner for whom this prison was built. Not the prison ship, but this larger prison of the planet. And I'm hoping we can find them or some clue to get to them on that ship. Like like Swalker said, if the Cylan took a prisoner, that ship is where they would be. Uzi kind of looks at everyone and tries to like gauge the temperature of the room a little bit. Um, not to add on to things, because they seem bad already, but was the old man want to talk to all of us? Okay, sure. <laughs> he goes out, brings back um, this old goblin who walks in and comes to like the threshold of the door with this cane. And uh, he does a little bow as he gets there. And he says, um, thank you for having an audience with me. I very much appreciate it. This is an articulate goblin. No. <laughs> yeah, you get this air of like, they definitely led and you can tell, like, even if you didn't know they were a mega chief once, you can kind of tell. It was like a different culture back then. I've been speaking with Uzi on the problems we've been facing, particularly the one I understand is coming this way, the the Silands flagship, if you will. And I I felt it's only right to impart a few things that I learned when I encountered them when I was Mega Chief. It was less of a wasteland this planet at that time, but they were still a superpower on this planet. And I saw what they did to their enemies. And uh, I just wanted to put out there that I, I believe that the first thing they'll do is take their flagship and they know we're in the desert somewhere. They may just begin bombarding the desert where they think we are, or if they have information, it may be more precise. So I would, I would caution some expedience on whatever it is that can be done. You're the only ones with a ship uh, that can fight against them in any way. The thought of sending our ship after them is a little concerning. We have speed on our hand, though. Yes, I, I, Uzi has told me how you went up against another ship and just ran absolute laps around them, just smoked them so bad. <laughs> <laughs> and it was uh, much faster than the enemy ship, so there's that. But there's something perhaps more pressing may not be the right word, but something I wish to pass along to Uzi, and since all of you are so involved to you as well. Um, 
Uzi kind of looks confused by this. He's like, would you be so kind as to follow me? It would be much more expedient to show you than to tell you. I, I'm just expecting old catapult technology for how many times it's been referenced. <laughs> Do you have a trebuchet? Trebuchet, yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, yes, the old trebuchets. <laughs> the long lost trebuchet technology. Ah. Uh, we used to load up a ball full of goblins and fling them for miles and they would attack as they impacted. <laughs> uh, Scriff's, it, in order to expedite things, Scriff will pick up uh, Uzi's dad in his power armor <laughs> and, and carry him on his shoulder. Oh! <laughs> Five he follows. <laughs> you have to like duck to go through the ship and like yes. get out of this thing. So you guys step down out into the hangar and uh, Festering Boyle leans down and, and whispers to Uzi as best he can from 10 feet up. It'd be best if there was no one else here, Uzi. Maybe you can try to... Uh, Uzi nods and uh, takes a step forward and shouts out to the entire hangar. All the rest is in hangar. Move out now, quick style. So says Mega Chief Uzi. <laughs> as this mass exodus begins of people who are, you know, either checking on the ship or just working around in this hangar, they begin to leave and... Uh, the one thing you all notice is, while that's happening, going against the crowd, you guys see Victor walking in, and he looks kind of confused at what's going on. But uh, he just walks over to you guys and kind of falls in step as Uzi like gestures him that it's fine. The old mega chief points towards a wall of this hangar and has you go over there, Scriff, and then set him down. He's like, down these, please. <laughs> yes, okay. Still has the <laughs> Gotta do it real slow. They're like, <laughs> oh crap, I left my cane up there. Can you yeah, go back up one more time, please? Yeah, that perfect. That, that got it, got it. <laughs> so you set him down. <laughs> he, he nods and thanks you and uh, walks over to the small panel in the wall and pops it open. And behind it, there's a panel. And they put their hand on it and then press a few buttons. And a panel of the wall <laughs> moves aside. And you guys see the doors to an elevator. Huh. Uzi's mouth is completely open and his eyes are giant. Like, what? I look over to the others and I say, we're checking this place for secret rooms. <laughs> <laughs> well, Everywhere. this one might be the most interesting. And he walks into the elevator, turns around, like puts his hands on his cane, waits he for you He just said there is other ones. He, he, he just confirmed it. Uh -huh. I confirm yeah. and deny nothing. Tell me your <laughs> secrets, old man. Where are the other hidden rooms? Oh gosh, I was, I was. <laughs> okay, so everybody, everybody gets on the elevator, yes? Yeah. <laughs> okay. And he reaches over with his cane and pushes the button. And this elevator slides down in a diagonal movement into the ground and it slides 
for about a couple minutes before it comes to a stop. And as these doors open, you step out onto a catwalk in a room bigger than anything you've seen in this stronghold. You all look down, and Uzi's already dropped jaw somehow goes further. As you see, rusted plates riveted into place around massive twin engines, crude lines that somehow make the form of a bulky frame. And what you see is what you can only describe as a junkyard that's been welded together. The whole junkyard? Yeah, they took a junkyard and just put every part of it into this thing. Didn't waste a thing. And uh, Festering Boyle looks down and says, This is our Space Goblin generational ship. The SS Explodernator. What? <laughs> <laughs> generational <It is> goblin <laughs> ship? Yeah. Eat your heart out, Jeff Bezos. <laughs> It is tradition to pass down knowledge of this ship through the Mega Chief line, but I was aware that Filth Between Toes had ambitions, so I even hid the files that are passed on when the Mega Chief dies. If he knew about this, he would no doubt use it to wage war, and it's no warship. It was meant to take goblins to a new world and uh, nothing more. Not yet, it's not. <laughs> that looks over at you like, uh-oh. <laughs> Chiefs before us worked to repair the Explodernator after it crash-landed on this planet and so succeeded it can fly, but that about sums up its capabilities. <laughs> is, is this spaceship big enough that we could like park our other one in it? Probably. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, it's a generational ship. Yeah. It's designed yeah. to hold like an entire colony. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Like this is how the goblins got here, and if possible, it's how they leave. Five E hmm. is going to be walking around this welded junkyard and and just checking it out with an engineering check of. 27 mm -hmm. what what what, do, what does he think of the structural stability and the, the the design here yes question mark huh <laughs> it has structure yeah okay mm -hmm. from what you can tell judging by just well where the weld marks are and where there's plates put into it it seemed like this thing when it landed essentially snapped in half and oh. then was put back together with that role, you can tell that it looks, you know, you'd probably want to give it more of a look over, but it would probably survive. It just would need to be constantly repaired. You right. know what I mean? That's the goblin way. This does have the appearance of being potentially spaceworthy. Yes. It's promising. We still have the problem of escaping the gravity of this planet, though. But maybe yes. it's, it's a good time to take the clan and move them somewhere else? Unless... Scrip's going to look at the engines on this thing and see if they are at all compatible with our ship. 
<laughs> they are like a size category bigger than your ship. That's so. not what I asked. <laughs> <laughs> so you're telling me there's a chance. What you can gather is because this tech isn't just like old from as far as you guys landing here and things are oh, 70 something years old. This is generations old. So the engines you have on your ship are more efficient and better than these. Oh, okay. Mm hmm. Hmm. These but those those ones would have done. a lot of torque for a ship our size. I mean, come <laughs> on. It'd be like trying to power a Hot Wheels with a Ford F one fifty motor. <laughs> right. In response to how Scrip's kind of drooling at the moment, you can like see it coming down his face. He's like, "My hope would be, since all of you are trying to escape this system, as Uzi has told me." There's very little for the goblins here at this time since the sands came in and took over this place. You may have noticed it's a bit of a barren wasteland. Well, I have no problems with helping. You know, I would love to help you escape this planet, but we still don't know how to get out exactly. Apart from trying to get more power to our engines to just burst through the gravitational field of this planet it's almost uh, I, I still think that there is some kind of security code maybe that we can send to the orbiting drift beacon that might clear us from this planet but when you say that Victor perks up a little bit and he walks over to you and leans in kind of close and kind of has to do like an up lean to get to you now. <laughs> yes, Victor. Um, what you said just a moment ago, um, I, I uh, have no doubt that you wish to engage yourself in this generation ship situation, but I may need to pull you away for another, perhaps equally pressing situation. Uh, sure. I I don't know what to do with this uh, ship other than get it as ready as we can to fly. Uh, we can we can call in your your goblin mechanic crew to to spruce it up and have it ready, and have have your crew have your have your clan ready to depart at a moment's notice because that might be all we have, especially if the Cylan find the base. Yes, I, um, I do not wish to overstep my bounds as I am not the Mega Chief. He looks over at Uzi. And Uzi looks down at the ship, looks over at you guys and gets this big grin. He's like, Uzi, think hell yeah. Uzi? I'm going to send you some write-ups, some mock-ups, suggestions for how to improve this ship, but I don't know how much time I will have personally to work on it. But perhaps the goblins would be safer now aboard a mobile base, even if it's currently still orbiting the planet. Hmm. Uzi. 
not sure if we can outrun big mega silent ship. I'm not talking about outrunning it. I'm talking about outgunning it. Oh! Uzi's eyes go big and wide. I'll and send you smile. some ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Just end it with that. I'll send you thoughts. <laughs> I'll write up a memo. Hell yes. So, so my thought there is, uh, you know, the the Goblin Clan can have like that will be their base now, and they can. That's do what that's they... not a bad idea because like right now they're literally sitting under sand and some sticks, so that's not a bad idea. I, I'm I, I'm happy to to spend time to like train more goblin mechanics so that they can actually work on it. I'll write up. I'll spend the time to write up schematics on like suggested changes, but then that will be like their their sure. Whole, like it's kind of like how uh, the the Idari is a like generational ship in the Pact Worlds that is just like this flotilla. And a yeah, huge, okay. huge powerhouse. So I'm, I'm trying. I want to see if like we can get the goblins to be an actual power on this planet. Which nice. take over the Silent ship. If they have enough defenses, then the Silent ship won't mess with them. Okay, interesting. That's and they an have, idea. they have lots of stuff in their vault. Maybe it's time to, to put that to use. Very interesting. But in the meantime, uh, I guess, perhaps. It's time to go see what Victor has to say. Yeah. Is Victor only talking to Scriff? Uh, it seems right now that he was okay. only talking to Scriff. Do you do you want me to bring the others, Victor? Um, I think that you're probably the most equipped to deal with this. So. Sure, but I don't feel like I, there's any need to keep secrets from the others. Uh, no, I just didn't want to pull people away from something that they could do here when they may not necessarily. All right. Well, I'm going to go have a talk with Victor. If any of you want to come or if you have more business yeah, talk here. Talk to you guys. I can help organize the people for, or the, uh, the goblins for making repairs <laughs> and fixes on the ship. Pawns reaches behind his back and pulls out the clipboard. The clipboard. <laughs> <laughs> I can begin initial diagnostics and create a repair list. We'll see what tasks we can put the goblin technicians on. Thank you for your understanding. Not to exclude anyone. Of course. If we all want to leave this place, why would you be any different? I am certainly not. <laughs> he has this, he like, sighs a little bit inwardly and uh, walks over towards the elevator. Yeah, I'll play some uh, montage music on my boombox for the goblins. <laughs> yes. Even Rocky had a montage. <laughs> yeah, it's... Um, okay, real quick. Uh, since this is the first time Pons has really used his boombox, why don't you go ahead roll me a d20 real quick? Just a flat d20? Yeah, just a flat uh, d20. Okay. 19. Okay. So what I was going to do is if you rolled low, it was going to be like old and crackled and like you could barely hear the music that was coming out. But like uh -huh. this thing is actually held up pretty well, even though it's been canonically shot in the past. It still sounds pretty good. <laughs> shot. I've fall, been falling on. Probably headbutt a few people with it. Okay. So 
you guys start looking over the ship with festering boil. Uzi is like on the balls of his toes, so excited about what's going on here. Like there's been a ship under their base his whole life. He's like, yes, you know. So he's rather excited. So Victor and Scriff get onto the elevator and Victor presses the button to head up. And he looks over at you. Captain Isbin Espa came to me and asked me to tell her about something and she didn't really seem to care what it was, but she just wanted me to talk for some reason. It was a bit of an odd request, but she seemed tired and kind of out of it, so I'm always trying to be helpful, so I agreed. She uh, grabbed a drink and laid down on the couch, and I began to speak on the subject that I know best, the upgraded Church of Triune. I got about two paragraphs in before she sat bolt upright, dropped her drink, and took off in a dead sprint. Wait, where? It looked like she was heading in the direction of the satellite dish. Oh, that could be really bad. So you guys get to the top of the elevator. What did you say that caused her to be so alarmed? I said the underlying code of the universe. I heard her start spouting something as she ran and I will be forthcoming. Uh, it sounded much more like words that you might know about more than I. So... I'm gonna pull out my calm and, and call up Isben. Isben, can you read me? You don't get any reply. 5e, Ponce, Uzi, meet me and Victor at the satellite room. Oh, oh okay. Something's yeah. going on with Isben. Affirmative, with my case. Perhaps a solution to our problem. I, I walk over to the elevator, press the button, and proceed to wait there for the two, three minutes. We used to have a lot of these back in my home world. I don't know why. You just kind of fly everywhere. <laughs> she could just be tubes. Let's just have hallways. <laughs> yeah, no, that's surprising. You would think it would be like Futurama, where everyone just jumps into a tube and like, yeah, get shot out. I would think it would work really, really well, like super telekinetic. Yeah, and everyone's a ball. So, <laughs> God, you could be your own pinball game. That's like, a, what if that's a sport among uh, <laughs> contemplatives? Ooh, interesting. <laughs> Bing, like Super Monkey Ball. Yeah, or so yeah. like, what was it, Sonic Spinball and uh, uh, Kirby's Pinball Land. Okay, so the elevator gets to the top. It opens up, and, you know, you can see Victor's looking a little anxious right now as he had to wait four minutes for you guys to show up. <laughs> yeah. But uh, then you guys all start moving and head towards the satellite dish. I just start yelling, Eastman! Eastman, are you here? You guys head through the caves to the massive satellite dish 
And as you approach and you're calling out for Isbin, uh, you can actually hear the sound of someone talking inside the building. And you see an old CRT monitor just fly out the window and crash on the ground. And you guys head inside <laughs> and Isbin Espa is slid under one of the desks and all three arms are doing completely different tasks. One's typing on a computer, one's plugging cables into jacks, and another one is soldering two circuit boards together. Wow, that's that's pretty That's pretty Captain, hot. what are you doing? You hear it from under the desk. Scriff, thank the gods you're here, and she slides back out. Those computers over there have usable parts. Strip them and plug them into this board. If we link enough of them, I think we can boost the signal. It's a long shot, but this stuff is even older than I am. But just maybe, and you can tell that she's just going to keep on talking like this unless you say something. What signal? What? Wait, what? You? What signal are you trying to boost? Wait, you don't see it. You were the one who talked about it the most. No, 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 I see, I see. Uh, it didn't click with me either until Victor added the last piece. It's like a decoy interface. No one can see the facade that's right in front of them, right in plain sight. In plain sight. Scriff, Triune did this, all of it. This system, the gravity, the prisoner, everything. Her arms, by the way, are still working on things while she's doing this. 5e, she's going crazy. We should probably stop her. Don't, no, 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 no. Do you know why none of this makes sense? No. Because it doesn't make sense. And what do we know almost nothing about but Triune does? The drift. There it is. She stretches her arms out wide. We are in the drift, the whole system. Triune has locked us into this plane where they have some control. She's like clearly hyperventilating. Um, guys, go ahead and roll physical science. And I guess I would also take computers. I don't think I have proficiency in either of those. Uh, 22 for computers. 20 for physical science. Mm, 10. Okay. So you guys can tell that she's like Scriff, you kind of compare it to a computer that's like overclocked and is running like crazy. Isbin Espa is overclocked right now. Yeah. Um, but, but what signal are you trying to send? She looks down at the arm that you attached to her like just yesterday. Because of what you did, all three of you, Scriff, Pawns, 5e, we have a shot to get out of here. Well, you have my attention. What, what did I do? You found a piece of the prisoner, and now we have a key to their cage. Wait. And we'll see you in the season finale of oh Volume 2 of the Emergency oh, Power no! Podcast. What? I have so many questions now. When life drains you down, charge up on the Emergency Power Network. Theme song triangles by Diamond Ace. Find them at bandcamp.com. Music provided by Nicholas Judy of Dark Fantasy Studio. 
at darkfantasystudio.com and Tabletop Audio. Find them at tabletopaudio.com as well as Carl Casey of White Bat Audio. Find them at whitebataudio.com. Font Azonics by Mixo. Find them on Twitter at MixoFX. The Starfinder role-playing game, including its official lore and images, are the intellectual property of Paizo Incorporated. All rights reserved. Narrated by Danny Lee Collins. <laughs>